We do appreciate the time of the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Chris Hipkins, to kick off the country fortnightly here on a Wednesday. And I must say, every Tuesday you chat to Mike Hosking on ZB at the Mothership, and yesterday's interview, Prime Minister, was almost friendly. Have your people told Mike to play nice? I think maybe Mike had been on the kombucha yesterday morning, but he did seem to be in a a relatively jovial mood yesterday. It made for a very pleasant interview, and um, uh, long may that continue. Well, maybe Mike had seen the Talbot Mills poll, because despite all the bad things that are going on for the government and the economy at the moment, you're doing okay. In fact, you could probably form the next government. Well, you know, look, there's there's still a several months to go before we get back, you know, get into the full-on election campaign. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been a tough start to the year for New Zealanders, but I hope what they see is that we're out there um, working hard on their behalf, trying to kind of really focus in on the issues that we know matter for them. We know that the cost of living matters for them. We know that dealing with some of those big challenges like the housing crisis and um, um, and climate change, we know that that really matters to them, and I hope that they see that, you know, that's what we're really focused on. Did you realise that you'd written me a letter recently? In fact, I, got, I, I was away at a farm conference in Christchurch yesterday. I get back last night and here's a personal letter to me from the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Ah, uh, will this be about the increases to uh, to to support? Well, it's, well, strangely, it's dated the 30th of June 2023, and I guess that's just to cover your backside in case uh, NZ Post are late in delivering it, uh, Chris Hipkins. But you've sent me a letter about 20 hours of free early childhood education, removing the $5 subscriptions, free public transport, blah, blah, blah. There was nothing in your letter to me about what you're going to do for the productive sector, Chris. Uh, well, there's, there's certainly plenty that we're doing around the productive sector, and as you know, we were up at field days last week talking about uh, the, the rural community and our farmers in particular and this work that we can do you know, to make sure that we're you know, grappling with climate change whilst also supporting the, supporting the fact that we need food production in New Zealand, we need our farming communities, we need to support them and to back them. So it's a difficult balance, but I think you know, we can work together with the farming community to make sure we get that balance right. Did you take a message home from Mystery Creek? Because I think the best received politician there was Seymour, followed perhaps by Luxon, and the National Party policy around emissions pricing was generally well received by the punters. Are you listening to what the farmers are telling you? Actually, I had a mixed bag when it came to feedback on that um, when I was at field days because there are certainly um, a number of farmers who acknowledge that we can't just put off dealing with climate change until the next decade. You know, they're dealing with the consequences of climate change right now. And they also know that their access to international markets, so the people who are buying their stuff and therefore generating their income, actually want to know that their whatever it is that they're buying, whether it's their lamb, their sheep, their beef, their, their, um, their milk, um, they want to know that it's come from a sustainable farming background. And you know, I think that there, you know, there are some farmers who are actually anxious about the potential consequence for our exports if we're seen to be dragging the chain on climate change. So, um, you know, I've got, yep, yep, there's certainly a group of farmers who say, yeah, you know, let's just worry about this later. But there are also a group who are saying, mm, I don't think we can afford to wait till later. Look, you step back this week or step back a wee bit on the, the ETS. The forestry people are banging down my door saying this could be the death now uh, for forestry. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place here, but what's happening at the moment ain't working. Well, the reason that we're looking at the ETS is that we actually want 
um, people to reduce their emissions in the first place, not just focus on offsetting them. So the ETS has been pretty good at terms of encouraging investment in offsetting emissions, so planting more trees, for example. That's not always the right answer. Sometimes reducing emissions is a better answer. And in some cases, you know, plant, we, there's questions about where we're planting and what we're planting. So in some areas, we don't want pl- uh, permanent exotic Forestation, so planting of pine trees that you know are going to actually create a headache for us in the future because they you know it's not a sustainable forestry where native forestry would actually be better. Um, similarly, there's some areas of productive farmland. Um, this is separate to the EGS, but we've been dealing with this where we don't necessarily want it being converted into forestry. And so we've made changes around that so the communities get more say on that. So, you know, there's a whole lot of issues that we're grappling with around forestry. But is forestry important to New Zealand? Heck yes. Is there still a very bright future for forestry in New Zealand? Heck yes. Um, are we still going to be growing some of the best timber in the world? Um, you know, yes, we are. But we just got to make sure that we're getting the balance right. You are heading away on Sunday, I think, for a week-long visit to China. Will you be overawed in the presence of President Xi? Well, I'm, I've been alerted to the fact that there, you know, there's a lot of ceremonial, sort of pomp and ceremony associated with these visits. And so I go into that forewarned, you know, forewarned is forearmed. Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm there to support New Zealand businesses. It's a trade delegation that I'm taking to China. So it's an opportunity for us to support Kiwi businesses who are exporting and doing business in China. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's there's a, a broad cross-section of, of our export markets, whether it's um, our primary sector, very well represented, emerging areas like digital tech and stuff, our education providers, our tourism providers. Um, so it's an opportunity for us to really kind of do something that will be good for the New Zealand economy. So I take it all the big players, I don't know, Fonterra, Silverfern Farms, AFCO, just to throw out a few names there, are they all on the plane? Uh, yeah, I think, I'm not sure about the last one, but certainly the first two are. Um, and Kiwi Fruit and, you know, our primary producers, yeah, all very well represented. Do you ever see your kids? Uh, it, it, it's difficult these days. I do try and make sure that when I see them, I turn the phone off and I give them a bit of quality time. So is that when you're not doing the reading over the weekend and upsetting Mike? <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, no, Mike, Mike's my best friend. I, 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 won't have, I won't hear you say a word against him. <laughs> it's more fun when you're fighting. Chris Hipkins, thanks for your time. <laughs> good as gold. No worries. Good to talk to you, Jamie.